You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Any news today, Tito, at all? (laughs) (laughs) Dang, Rosie, (laughs) that's your job. (laughs) This is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here in just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie! Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhouse. Welcome in to episode number 93 of the Rosie Report regular season roundup following a 6-4 Royals win in the road trip opener in Kansas City on Tuesday night. The Indians jumped out to a three-run lead early first inning but could not hang on and Nicky Lopez with an RBI triple snapped a 4-4 tie in the eighth inning. Royals were on their way to the 6-4 win. Coming up in just a little bit we'll check in with Indians pitching coach Carl Willis get his end of season thoughts on the starting rotation and the bullpen but first acting manager DeMarlo Hale weighed in after last night's defeat in KC. You know except for uh, I think the fastball up um, to Ben Attendee, um, and then the the split, the home run to Sabi. You know, I thought he threw the ball good. I, I I thought he started mixing in his breaking ball very well. You know, kind of kept him off balance. I mean, uh, they didn't have a lot of hits off of him. Um, you know, we we're trying to get him through that um, that inning, but we had ghosts uh, ready for that middle of the order to lefties and turn them around. Um, I thought he was pretty good though. I thought his secondary pitches was much better this time around, especially his breaking ball, his curveball. The play with Harold Ramirez, he looked like he was out. Just what was the explanation for what happened there? Well, I, I originally um, <clears throat> he called him out on the attempt as if he was going to second base. And that's why I asked him to get together, you know, with the umpire's crew um, so they can make that decision. And – you know, his his intent wasn't like he was going to second. He was just getting up after the slide turned around. So uh, they made the right call there. But then, you know, Mike and them challenged the play, and he was out, you know, on the slide. So uh, I think they got it right all the way around, really. How frustrating is it to get three runs with your first three hitters and can only muster one more run the rest of the night? Yeah, I mean, you know, and they, they use quite a bit of their bullpen, so – you know, when you when you think about it, Santana came in and Coleman, um, the lefty, the two lefties. So, um, you know, they've done a pretty good job as, as maintaining us there. You know, we, we we tied the game up there in the eighth. You know, um, Mercado and then Chang, you know, with a big blow uh, to tie the game. So, um, I wouldn't say it's frustrating. It's just you know you you got to tip your hat to them. You know, the bullpen came in. Their bullpen done a real good job. You mentioned Ghost, just your thoughts on what he was able to do tonight against that part of the lineup. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, um, we wanted him to end the inning there. Um, came in against some, um, you know, pretty good hitters the middle of the order. You turn um, the switch hitters around, you know, if he had to go further, but he, he did the job. You know, he had the ball in the zone. Um, and, you know, that, that's what you want from him. Will you guys be happy when you don't have to face Salvador Perez anymore this season? 
<laughs> well, we probably ain't the only team. I mean, he's having an incredible year, um, you know, and, and you know, he, he's – I mean, he's he's the superstar, and he's having an incredible year. And uh, you know, we're gonna see him quite a bit, though. <laughs> I don't think he's going anywhere. Marlo, with Savali, have you guys seen the progression you were hoping to see in him ever since he got back from the injured list? Yeah, I mean, I think the health was the first thing. You know, um, what he went through, and also. You know, when you're a pitcher and you're dealing with that type of finger injury, you know, the health is probably the one thing you're looking at uh, mainly. And and then you just kind of see him as he's progressed. You know, there were some tough games for him, no doubt. But, you know, you look for, you know, major league pitchers to make adjustments and bounce back, you know, and, and he did. You know, like I said earlier, he kind of went to his breaking ball, which, um, you know, was a good thing. Uh, mislocated the fastball to Ben Attendee. You know, he put a good swing on and got him back in the game um, with that two-run homer. But, you know, I, I think he's been very good in progression and he's healthy and throwing all his pitches. And and, and that's important. Marlo, why, why do you think he's – he seems to have given up a lot of home runs since he's come back. Is there a reason for that? Uh, yeah, location. <laughs> location of pitches. Um, you know, you, you, you have to stay away from certain zones. Um, you know, and, and, and I think that, you know, he's missed some locations uh, with his fastball. So um, uh, that's pretty that's pretty simple. That's acting manager DeMarlo Hale. Now a big key for the Indians, not only this season, but in every season and certainly in 2022 will be the work of their pitching staff. Great reputation for the Indians, both starting pitching wise and bullpen wise. And when we caught up with Carl Willis, we asked him about the return of Shane Bieber and Aaron Savali at the tail end of the season and what it's meant to get both of them back on the mound after missing most of the season due to injury. Most importantly, been peace of mind for for Aaron and and for Shane, you know, to to be patient, to put in a lot of hard work, to get themselves back to a point where they can go out and, and compete in a major league game and certainly you know, when you have an extended time off like that, um, you know, you realize that you're probably not going to execute maybe as consistently as, as you would if you had continually been pitching. Um, but just on the physical side of things, um, you know, how they're able to go out and compete and then recover after the competition is certainly a peace of mind for them going forward into the off season and. And the execution part is, is something that they've both proven to be very good at, and, and, and they will get that back. You obviously had a, as close a look at, at their rehabs as anybody. Was there ever a point in time where you thought, man, this might drag on into the offseason, or, or were they making that good progress and never really had many hiccups? No, there were no hiccups, really. Um, you know, they, they made progress, you know, because of the importance of these two you know, pitchers in our rotation and with our team, we, we really had to make sure that we we did it right and we try to do it right with everyone. Um, I, I think Aaron's situation um, was a little different in that it, it's not a, you know, injury that you see occur quite often and, and making sure we stayed in close contact with Dr. Graham and the hand specialists, um, he being the lead out there um, to make sure we didn't 
move too quickly with Aaron and then with Shane, um, you know, really working off him and how he felt and again, how he was recovering. So I think we got to a point that we knew we would see them uh, at some point, not, you know, particularly as we've seen in Shane's case, he's not built up to where he can go out and, and pitch deep into a game, but yet to be able to go out and compete and walk off the field after, you know, 35 pitches, 50 pitches, possibly this next time out, um, you know, that, that's what we're looking for. Zach Plesak, still a young major league pitcher, but what have you seen growth-wise from him this season as he's, he's gone through, had to deal with a, an injury for a little bit, but has gone through the season? Well, I, I think Zach, you know, um, has, has, I don't want to say struggled, but has been frustrated uh, at times um, with, you know, after the injury, um, you know, a, a broken thumb, which, you know, coming back, you know, we were more concerned about his spinning pitches, the slider and the curveball is more so than the, the fastball and the changeup. But, um, you know, again, I, I think going back to having an extended period of time and not competing, sometimes it's difficult to come back and get your body moving um, like it was moving before. And that's not to say that delivery changes took place because we certainly weren't looking to do that. But sometimes just the rhythm and tempo um, – it seems to be that, that he's searching for that at times. Um, but but he, he stayed mentally strong with his work. Um, he has become, um, you know, one that has started to ask more and more questions about his delivery and understanding his delivery because up until this point, he's just been able to go out and do it. Uh, so I think he's learning very much about himself and – not only how it should feel, but but why it should feel that way. So, um, you know, that that is growth. And, and he still goes out and he competes. And, and there are nights you feel like, well, maybe this isn't the same guy we saw in terms of stuff-wise at other times, you know, in his early career. But at the same time, you look up and, and he's given us a chance to win. And, and that's what really good major league pitchers do day in, day out. Stay tuned. We'll have more with Indians pitching coach Carl Willis after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Union Home Mortgage Indians warm-up show. Carl Willis joining us. And, Carl, some young pitchers have have made some breakthroughs. Tristan McKenzie, Eli Morgan, uh, they got opportunities. And and what did they do to really run with those opportunities? Well, I I think really, Rosie – they, they learn about themselves and how their stuff translates at the major league level. Um, you know, we stressed with Tristan, you know, from day one, your stuff plays in the strike zone. Yet we saw early in the season he struggled with the strike zone and, you know, walks and, and, and poor counts. And, and during the stretch where he has been really, really good, um, he, he has been really, really aggressive, and, and he's put himself in good pitchers' counts. He's attacked the hitters with three quality pitches. Um, 
and I think he's gained a lot of confidence. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's made it somewhat easier for him because he can go out and, and know he can challenge guys in the zone and his stuff plays. I think in, uh, in Eli's case, you know, coming here um, really with, you know, if you go and look at scouting reports and evaluations of Eli, you know, everybody talks about his changeup. Uh, I think what Eli's found out is, yeah, that changeup is, is a, it's a special pitch for him. But at the same time, when you look up at the at the gun readings and you see his fastball, uh, and there's been times, you know, we've seen 93, occasional 94, but more times than not, you're going to see 89 to 91, yet you see hitters swinging at it like it may be 94 and 95. And he has a tremendous amount of ride to his fastball, and I think what he has learned more than anything else is that he doesn't really have to rely so heavily on the changeup hitters are going to respect that pitch because of how unique it is and it's just allowed his fastball to play up more and made the change up more effective and you know he is such a competitor it's really really and I say this about all the guys but it's really been fun to watch him learn about himself and go out and compete at such a high level at the major leagues I mean you know he's He's beaten Toronto and Robbie Ray in Toronto. He's beaten Garrett Cole and the New York Yankees in Yankee Stadium. He beat the White Sox, um, you know, here this past week uh, or weekend, um, you know, and 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 went out and, and um, stepped up against Boston as well. I mean, you know, quality teams have had a hard time with him. And uh, I think it's just it's so special for us to see someone like that come up here, do what he's done and put himself on the map and, and know that he's someone that can be a part of this rotation and certainly a, a, a top part of the depth if, if that's where it goes. Well, you talk about top of the rotation. Cal Quantrill has taken that over. And I remember in spring training, Tito was saying that uh, he had had a couple of tough outings, and he said, hey, look, there's going to come a point in time where that's the rearview mirror. You'll never even remember that because of how good he could be. And here he is. And, and what did he do? making that transition from bullpen to starter. What clicked in as a starter for him? I think, you know, a couple of things. And first and foremost, I think his ability to, to slow himself down a little bit. You know, his his style coming out of the bullpen is a very aggressive style. He comes in and he gets after it and he gets out there the hitter and he works at an up-tempo and he just keeps the hitter, you know, on point and and in the having to be in the box ready to hit um he kind of tried to do that in spring training as a starter and 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 things seemingly kind of sped up a little bit um i think we've seen him you know slow himself down become a little more cerebral uh and then along with that you know he's developed a really really good cutter um it's also a pitch that he can open up and and make it into a slider so uh he's gained some separation with his four seamer and his two seamer so he's a guy that can can attack north south east and west and um slowing the game down allows him to to take more advantage of that and i think that's been two of the biggest keys we've seen out of cal transitioning to the bullpen with indians pitching coach carl willis emmanuel class a's had a remarkable season as the indians closer now is it too simple to say that once he started using his slider a little bit more that, that things really took off for him? Or, or are there some other things at play here that have really allowed him to become so dominant? 
Well, you know, Rosie, nothing, nothing's really simple in this game. But I think, as you said, you know, once, once he really bought into um, upping the slider usage, um, wow, what, what results we have seen. And, and really, you know, we haven't seen a lot of even threats to score. And that's not to say he's going to be perfect. No one's going to be. But I think that has been a, a big key, using the slider more often. I think the other thing we've learned about him over the course of the season, you know, with him having not pitched last year, new to the organization, um, you know, I, I think it's fair to say we really didn't know how he was going to compete and what type of teammate he was going to be or, or how he would be able to handle late-inning situations if he landed in that role and, and was going to be in that role. He's proven to be a tremendous teammate, a tremendous competitor, and um, – you know, he, he cares about his team and his teammates, and he goes out uh, with a lot of confidence and, um, and really gets after the hitters. And, and uh, you know, he, there's been a couple of times when things didn't work out, and, you know, seemingly he's one that can have a short memory, and, and uh, that's hugely important for a, a guy at the back end. Brian Shaw has an outside chance to lead the league in appearances. Would you have ever thought that in spring training when he was just trying to make the ball club? Well, you know what? I think when Brian showed up in Goodyear, the, the first thing we all talked with him about was, hey, you're back home. Obviously, I think he would admit everyone knows that maybe Colorado didn't work out as well as, as everyone had hoped for. But I think, you know, number one, his familiarity with Tito and, and having pitched for Tito for a number of years um, and just his familiarity with how we do things in this organization. I think, I think he was really comfortable here. And, and I think he was on a mission to prove there was something left in the tank. And, you know, I, I wasn't here with Brian during his first tenure with the Indians. I saw it from the opposing dugout. For me, he's been that same guy that, that you know, the people saw, you know, back in the early, you know, 2012, 13, you know, the 16 years through that that period of time and and you could say, make an argument that you know maybe he's even a little better equipped because you know a little better feel for his curveball he's introduced a change up now so um he can be a little more unpredictable but what what a workhorse he is you know he brings it every day he's ready to pitch every day and you really haven't seen a lot of um you know, decline in his stuff over the course of the full season here now. So, you know, we're, we're really happy that, that Brian Shaw has been here this year. He's been a great influence on our younger guys in the bullpen. And, um, you know, he, he, he's been a pro and he's been a leader. And speaking of some younger guys, some arms that are here now, and um, I know there's some that are in the minor leagues as well that, that are encouraging, but you look at Trevor Steffen and Anthony Goes, even a Sam Henches to some extent if he ends up staying in the pen. Uh, how exciting has it been to see their development as some good young power arms really just getting their major league career started as pitchers? Yeah, you're right. And you look at Trevor, you know, coming in as a Rule 5 guy, it's, it's, a, tough, it's a tough spot to be in. And um, first year he's ever been a reliever in his career, um, you know, he, he, he has taken some time to understand how to be a reliever and how to keep himself ready. Um, you know, the other part of the equation is it's the first time he's he's pitched, you know, coming into a spring training in February, and now here we are getting ready to turn the calendar into October. Uh, it's a long season, and, and uh, it's the first time he's done that. So I think, 
he has improved um, and and uh, you know he, he's a strong kid that that's learned about himself and, and he has a bright future ahead of himself uh, you mentioned Sam Hentges you know his, his transition to the bullpen and particularly here over the last three four weeks you know we've really seen a different guy um, you know attacking the strike zone with three pitches you know he he has you know a plus plus curveball in my opinion you know we see the fastball up to 96 97 and the sliders a new pitch that initially we brought in to to just to maybe be able to throw a strike with and 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 he's done that and now made it a little even you know more of a a weapon in terms of being able to get under that right-handed bat or away from that left-handed bat to put a hitter away and seeing a lot of confidence out of him um Anthony goes, you know, three or four appearances now under his belt. Um, I don't know that we're happier for anyone else than we are for Anthony and all that he's been through to to transition from being an outfielder to a, a, a pitcher and now a major league pitcher. Um, you know, the arm strength was always there. He had the ability to spin the baseball, but just the nuances of pitching and you know, being able to gain control and command and gosh darn, every time he takes a mound, everyone's so excited. You see the opposition, you know, stand on the front of the dugout, you know, to 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 watch and see what he brings. And, and, and as we've seen, he can bring it. And when he's in the strike zone, um, you, you could argue this is as good as any left-hander, you know. I mean, they're, they're only a handful of maybe with better stuff. So still learning to pitch, but... Um, I'm just so happy for him, excited for him, and excited for his future. So, um, you know, a a lot of credit to him and our player development staff um, for getting him to this point. And and to wrap it on that note, uh, no postseason appearance this year for the Indians, which has been unusual in recent seasons. But you've been in this game so long. Is that kind of the uh, the lure of the game sometimes? Regardless of of how things go standing-wise, you can get from – the start of the season to the end and there's always some great stories of, of players like an Anthony goes or others who have had good seasons and maybe surprising seasons yeah it is you know th- this is a tough game and 162 games um, you know so much can happen I think this year um, you know coming out of the COVID season last year and playing only a 60 game regular season um, you know, it, it's not just us. It's throughout baseball. There have been so many injuries. Um, it's been difficult for a lot of clubs. And, and, and obviously, I think you look at our club and, you know, there are nights you look out and, and you look at the guy on the mound and, and maybe the players on the field. And there, there are a lot of young, talented players out there with not a lot of experience at the major league level. And, um, Sure, it's disappointing. You know, we we expect the postseason each and every season here. We strive towards that. Um, So disappointing to not be playing later into October. But at the same time, I think we're all very proud of of what some of our young people have accomplished, how they've learned about themselves, how they've improved and are going to continue to improve and hopefully get us back to that postseason here, hopefully in 2022. I know you're always a big part of getting them from day one of the season to the end. And, Carl, always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Rosie. And I um, hope everyone enjoys the off season, And, uh, and we'll come back ready to, to compete and, and play deeper into the season next year. That's Indians pitching coach Carl Willis with uh, a pretty wide-ranging 
view on the pitching staff in general, both starters and relievers. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, as always, to Bart Swain, Courtbury Trip, Austin Contrulis. I'm Jim Rosenhouse. We'll catch you next time, and thanks. I'm Jim Rosenhouse. We'll catch you next time, and thanks, as always, for listening to and downloading the Rosie Report. This has been the Rosie Report. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.